Welcome to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. My name is Rebecca Whitman, and I'm a success mentor. I believe there are seven pillars of success. Your spiritual life, your physical fitness, your emotional, romantic, mental, social, and finally, your financial life. When you get all seven areas in alignment, you are balanced, beautiful, and abundant. I learned this the hard way. I've always made money. Unfortunately, I spent so much time making money that I never had time for the rest of my life. So, despite not having financial worries, I was never happy. I wanted romance, but I didn't have time to date. I wanted to be in great shape, but I couldn't find a moment to go to the gym. I wanted a more spiritual life, but I didn't meditate. That also takes time. I wanted to read great books and fill my mind with deep thoughts, but I never made the time. I wanted a great social life, not just going to work-related events. Emotionally, I was a wreck because my life was totally out of balance. Today, I earn more money than I ever have in my life, and I work only part-time. I have the relationship of my dreams. I'm in the best physical shape of my life. I'm spiritually grounded. I feel fulfilled mentally, socially, and emotionally. My life is in perfect alignment. This podcast will help you discover where your life is out of balance. My mission is to support you in achieving work-life balance so that you can have more fun and freedom in life. On my show, you will get to learn from experts in all seven areas of abundance. My guests have achieved tremendous success in their zone of genius. Are you ready to go to a level 10 in all seven areas of life? You got this. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. I'm your host, Rebecca Whitman. We are taking you from burned out and overwhelmed to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. And we are coming to you live from the Bold Brave TV network. Today is all about gratitude. And I have a very special guest on the show. Welcome to the show, Matt. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. So nice to have you here, and let me tell my audience a little bit about you. So Matt O'Grady is a business fulfillment and success coach. He's also an author, a speaker, and a podcaster. He's written two books. The first one is Living Gratitude, A Simple Path to Happiness, and the second one is Breathe, Five Meditations for Stress Relief. He's the co-founder of Soul Brothers, a nonprofit organization that provides support for children and families and in need. So, Matt, it's so great to have you on the show. Let's hear a little bit about your story. How did you get into the coaching space? Sure. Uh, you know, I had I had that dark night of the soul in my mid-20s. I'm a disabled veteran. And, you know, I got out of it and found my way through it. Gratitude, meditation, yoga were big parts of that. And, you know, I just started really being passionate about helping people. So wherever I went, I was trying to help people, trying to, you know, coach them without really even knowing what a coach was or, or doing any of that. And then I ended up working with some different teachers that were like coaches and things like that. And I just became so passionate about it. I was like, I'm going to start a podcast. So 12 years ago, I started uh, the Matt and Phil podcast, uh, which is kind of, you know, evolved into the Matt O'Grady coaching podcast. And so within weeks of starting the podcast, one of the, the people who listened said, you know, do you do coaching? Can you coach me? And I was like, I'm, I'm not an official coach, but, you know, I've thought about it. And so just that's really what sparked it. And uh, I've been coaching ever since. Wow, that's amazing. You were in the podcast platform way before everybody and their sister had a podcast 12 years ago. That's kind of we the wild, wild. <laughs> you were like one of the pioneers. How is podcasting different today than it was 12 years ago? Well, I used to do it on, on my cell phone, uh, just calling in to blog talk radio. Uh, and uh, the quality was pretty terrible. 
Uh, so you probably don't want to go back and listen to those from 12 years ago. But yeah, so that that's the main thing I think is the is the uh, quality of all the technology has just gotten so, so much better. And I think, you know, the way that we can spread our podcasts out now, you know, having dozens of networks to be able to get them out and get found is really different now too. Like I can remember my first podcast, I think we had 12 downloads, you know, uh, wow. so that was, you know, so we started off small, but you know, we've since, um, I think, I, I think s- someone told me recently, I'm up to almost 600 episodes, uh, for my podcast. Um, and you know, we're over a million downloads. So, you know, we're pretty happy with, with how that's grown over time. Wow. A million downloads. That is epic. I love it. So now you're a coach and how do you support your clients to becoming happy and stress-free and fulfilled? Right. You know, and it's, and it's kind of a, you know, I don't, I don't know how true stress-free ever really is. Right. You know, yeah. I think the real, the hard truth is things can be going great for a long time. Like I, I know for myself, I had, you know, like play maybe a year or two where I felt like my life was just unfolding so smoothly. So every day just felt like heaven, you know, and then somebody you love passes away. Then something happens at work. Someone you care about is going through something, you know, really tough. All of a sudden life is going to dish it out. And, you know, so I really think it's this, you know, idea of being as stress free as we can be and then really learning important stress management techniques that help us ride through the tough times because you know this life this physical life is finite right you know we're all going to get older we all know that there are challenges as we get older not that we can't be bold and beautiful and embrace life tremendously right you know i'm i'm 51 i just turned 51 a few days ago so you know the birthday hey thank you so you know we all know that you know if we work at it we can be youthful and have a lot of vigor and strength and passion in our lives but things change. So how do we figure out how to manage those things, have those tools, have somebody like a coach that's going to be there and actually work with you through those challenges and and really teach people how to fish. Like I tell all my clients, I don't want to work with you for two years straight. That's not my goal. Let's work together for three or four months, see how you're doing, see if you can go out on your own completely and just text me whenever you need some support and I'll be there complimentary. I do that all the time. And I just, I love to see people thriving. So anything I can do to help is figuring out some of those stressful things. And and I really think of myself as like a solutions-based coach. So wherever the problems are, that's where I, I'm not like a big, like, let's talk about your childhood for years. I want to understand what are the issues? Where are you with it today? How can we move it forward today, tomorrow, next week? And then let's figure out the long-term plan for it as well. I really love that. That's the difference in my opinion between therapy and coaching. And I do think there's a place for both. If you need therapy, if you need to process traumatic events, sure, I am in total support of that. So in your opinion, how would you describe the difference between therapy and coaching and life coaching? Sure. And, and in my experience with, with therapy, I worked with a couple therapists early on and, and it was great. I had really tremendous therapists that I worked with, but they were really very interested in a lot of my past. And so I'd say the main difference for me as a coach is I'm much more interested in your future. So that's, that's kind of my approach is, you know, and if you feel the need for therapy, I'm by all means, because at different, you know, traumatic times or really stressful times, it could be really wonderful to just have somebody to just let it all go with. But that's also not the type of coach I am. Not that we can't, you know, I'll listen five, 10, 15 minutes, but then then it's really about working the strategies, you know, and that's where I think my sweet spot is. So if somebody wants to call and just kind of talk about their life after a session or two, I say, hey, you know, I have other people I can refer you to, but I'm the kind of coach that loves to work with you on the tough stuff so that you're actually, let's talk about your daily practice. What does that look like? Let's talk about your meditation. Let's talk about your mindfulness. Let's talk about your daily gratitude. Let's talk about the best parts of your life and how we can magnify that. Let's talk about the people that you love the most, you have the most fun with. How can we spend more time with them? How can we let them know that you appreciate them? Let's build that relationship to a deeper level. Like that's the kind of strategies I like to work with my clients on. Because I don't know, for for me, that's where you see these quantum leaps. That's where you see people kind of transform into new people that are loving their lives more than they ever have before. Wow, those are all such great practices. 
So I know you just mentioned mindfulness. In your opinion, what is the difference between practicing mindfulness and practicing awareness? Is it the same thing? I'd say they're really related. That's so funny you say that. I have a podcast that, you know, awareness versus mindfulness and what, what are the differences. And, and I just, I think it really comes down to semantics uh, in a lot of times because, you know, if you're a self-aware person of your body, of your mind, of your heart, you're watching your thoughts, you're in touch with your feelings and you're actually feeling your body move through space. I mean, that's tremendous mindfulness, right? I mean, that's tremendous, but I think there's, you know, it depends on the stage someone is at too. You know, one of the things that I work, I love to work with simple, easy, attainable things. So like I work with people like, oh, you don't have enough time to practice mindfulness. Well, let's just do it while you're in the shower. Do you shower at least most days? That's that's your practice time. You don't need any other extra time. Sleep as much as you want. Do everything else. Our time's going to be in the shower. I want you to be grateful for your body. I want you to be grateful for that running water, for that hot water, for those beautiful aromas of your soaps and your shampoos. I want you to be beautiful that your body moves and works and and just get in touch with yourself and practice some self-awareness that way. Let's get grateful while you're brushing your teeth. You actually have teeth. You know, like let's just start with the real simple pieces and that can lead into some really, you know, the gratitude, mindfulness and awareness practices, I think just go hand in hand. You know, they dovetail together to kind of lift us up in different spots at different times throughout the day. That is so beautiful. My shower is never going to be the same again because uh, now I can utilize it to enhance my gratitude practice. That is beautiful. And just, yeah, all the things that we do just mindlessly. I was just uh, on a summit this morning and uh, the coach was saying that 20% of life is just like, mechanics, just brushing your teeth, taking a shower, driving to work. And those are things that we can just completely just check out and do, you know, blindfolded in our sleep. Why not take those mechanical moments where we're not really thinking about anything and and dive into mindfulness and gratitude? That is a really beautiful way to get a gratitude practice. I love that. Which And I think you, you bring up a tremendous point because where do we default to? Where does the ego default to when we're doing those things? To the negative, right? So if we flip that on its head and you're not going through worries, oh, is that person mad at me? Is this bad thing going to happen? Um, you know, the market and the interest rates and everything that's going on in the news and the outside world, right? Kind of creeps in during the, we kind of wake up after we clean the dishes and we're like, oh my God, I'm 10 times more stressed out just thinking about all my worries. But instead, right from the start, like I'll coach people with every detail. You stand in front. You look at the you, you look at your kitchen. You got all these dirty dishes. Don't be upset. You got to clean the dishes. Be grateful you've got dishes to clean. Be grateful that you had food to eat off of those dishes with your family, your friends or whoever it is. And just embrace it. Just start embracing, you know, what life has given you and rise to the occasion instead of pointing your finger at other people or the world and, you know, what's wrong and woe is me and, you know, why is this happening to me? Say, you know, here's what I'm bringing to my life. I'm going to bring the best that I can be, my highest potential while I wash the dishes, take a shower and drive to work and then talk to my boss and talk to my lover. And, you know, I'm going to be the best I can be to show up in all those moments. How do you do that? A little self-awareness, a little gratitude, a little compassion. And all of a sudden we're living a much better life than we were before those practices. Wow, that's so great. And I think that'll increase your energy because I think if you're doing everything like, oh, I got to wash the clothes and do the dishes and now I got to do the commute, it just drains your energy and it causes burnout and exhaustion. And if you flip the script and they're like, I get to drive to work, I get to have a car, I get to do the dishes because I have a home and a kitchen and food that I ate, I think that would really increase your energy and help prevent burnout. What do you think? A hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, you know, I just, I I give um, gratitude presentations to hospitals. It's one of the things that I do. And, you know, I'm speaking to 3000 people a couple weeks ago and going through this same process with them and people are asking questions and giving comments. They're like, I'm just getting excited thinking about approaching my tasks of the day that way. So just thinking about it gives you energy. Imagine living that every day where, you know, I mean, I was just doing it last night, sweeping the kitchen floor and sweeping can be this like, 
you know, you could just do it fast or whatever. But if you just slow down a little bit, get into the flow of the sweep. I mean, I have chills right now, you know, just thinking about that kind of flow you can get into when you're doing menial tasks where you don't need a lot of brain power, but you bring a lot of consciousness and kind of connectedness and liveliness to it, man, you're just lifted up. Your heart opens and now everything looks like a miracle. It's no longer, I, like you said, I have to do this, I have to do that. It's just like, I am connected. You're living in the present moment and you're taking the best advantage that you can with whatever level you are consciously and you're living your best life in those moments. It's like Karate Kid, right? Wax on, wax off. Like anything can be connected to breath and meditation if you are mindful. That's it. That's it. I mean, I own a digital marketing company and I'm sitting um, in a tough conversation with a client who has some issues that we're trying. It was uncomfortable. What am I doing? I'm sitting here as he's thinking and, you know, sharing what he's thinking. I'm listening to him, but I'm being grateful. You know what? Even though he's unhappy, I'm just going to be grateful for him right now. He's been a client for five years. We want to figure this out. We're trying to work together. Just wherever there's a little bit of light, you know, grabbing on to that and saying, that's where I'm going to put my focus on what is good, what is beautiful, where there is potential. Because when we magnify that, it just starts to expand. If I'm focused, oh, man, he's so upset. I can't believe this. This is horrible. Oh, man, we might lose him. You know, all these different things I could worry about. Instead, I've got that little glimmer, and that's exactly where I'm going to put my attention. So when you feel yourself getting derailed, Matt, because we're only human and the collective consciousness is there's a lot of fear and negativity, and you get pulled into, oh, my God, yeah, you think? If you get pulled into that fear-based thinking, how do you reroute yourself back to mindfulness and gratitude? Feel your feet. Feel your feet. Get grounded. Get into your body. You know, I don't think we use the breath, huge breath fan. You know, I wrote a book on meditation. A lot of breath is, is tremendous. However, if we go straight to the breath without being grounded in the body, a lot of times it's more heady than people realize. The ego's like, oh, yeah, I'm being mindful. <gasps> breathe in, breathe out. But it's all up here, and it's not grounded. It's not, it doesn't have that gravitas to it, you know? So if we use the body and the senses, what we can see, hear, taste, smell, touch, like right now in this moment, I feel my whole body tingling because I'm practicing some self-awareness. Even as I speak, I can feel the vibration in my throat and in my chest, my voice, right? All of that moving, all of that connects me to the moment. So I'm really able to hear you even better. Like when you were speaking, I'm listening to the sound of your voice in between the words, not just the words that you're saying. And that just brings us into the present moment, gives us that tremendous energy. And it's not hard. Anybody can do that. Anybody can focus on, oh, what do my feet feel like right now? A lot of people sit at their desk with their toes all messed up and they've got their body on rent. Whoa, no, don't do that. Relax. Let your body be. Sit straight. Sit at right angles. You know, not too tight, not too rigid in a flowing, easy way. But be alive to your body. If we use our body and the senses to be connected to the present moment, everything else starts to open up. That is beautiful. So how often do you practice yoga? Are you still practicing? I I do. Yeah, I'm I'm a daily guy, you know, even if I only have a few minutes. I'm one of those guys. I have something with my coaching clients I call the two-minute miracle. We all get busy. I've got construction going on in my house right now. I don't know if you can hear the trucks. Hopefully not. I cannot hear it. Oh, that's great. So, So it's one of those things where, you know, you add something like that into your life. Now I've got less time to do my practices in the morning because the guys are showing up at the house at 7 a.m. to get prepped. And so what do I have to do? Well, I have to adjust, but I've always got that little bit of time. What am I going to do with those two minutes here, those five minutes there? I'm going to do my practices. I may only have a five-minute meditation, two minutes of yoga, and five more minutes of doing squats, push-ups, and sit-ups, right? But I'm going to do it. I'm going to take advantage of that 12 minutes a day to maximize my health, maximize my connection with my body, with the people I love, with the world and the universe. That's beautiful. I believe in body before business. And it was so funny this morning. I was sitting in the parking lot at the gym with my husband. We like to work out together. It was an eight o'clock class. And I'm like, I got this talk show and I'm on a summit and I got this and I got that. I'm like, I don't have time to do this workout. And he goes, well, let's go home. And then I was like, well, he loves his workout. I don't want to miss the gym for, (laughs) for him to miss it for me. And I'm like, you know what? Body before business. I'll figure everything out. I'm going to prioritize 
my health, health is wealth. And we did a great workout and now everything else is just flowing. And I changed my whole body chemistry because I did the workout. I, I left the gym and I wasn't nearly as stressed. A hundred percent. Right. I mean, it's just, and it doesn't take that much for a lot of years because I used to be a big workout guy, athlete, et cetera. And then there was like this span of time where I didn't have the two hours a day to work out. And I was like, can't work out. You know, I just, just don't have the time, you know, and years were going by and I was getting like a workout in a few times a month. I'm like, this is horrible. I'd still go for some hikes and jog or whatever, but it wasn't like I used to be. I loved the gym. So I had to change my whole perspective around it. And I came up with this idea of, of doing things. And, you know, as we all see, like Tony Robbins talks about chunking it down and James Clear talks about the small habits, you know, and, and I teach my clients about the two minute miracle, whatever it is you, you feel like you don't have time for commit to those two minutes, follow through, whether it's working out, whether it's meditating, wherever that resistance point is, I think is a great spot to do those two minute focuses because we're going to convince ourselves we don't have time. Like I'm sure you worked, worked out a lot more than two minutes, but for some people they're, they're not doing anything. Right. And if you could just find that little bit of time. Your life, by just allowing yourself to focus on what you know is important to do. Like a lot of times people's biggest passion, you know, the books, right. You know, I've written two books, but it took me, my God, the first book came out in 2015. Here I am. I thought I was going to start writing a book a year, you know, and I've only written two. I've got five others I'm working on. Right. But I still keep just chipping away at them, chipping away at them. And bit by bit, that water on stone technique, because I know I'm going to have 10 more in the next 15 years. That's great. That is what can you do in two minutes? Because people are like, well, can I do a workout in two minutes? But when you think about it, you could do push ups, sit ups, tricep dips. You could do a couple yoga, probably five yoga stretches. Legs against the wall, right? Up and down or a a holding squat against the wall. Like whatever you can, you can keep it so simple, right? And I love to do those, you know, the the push. I do them with my son in the morning. We love it. Um, But it's so, you know, Rumi talks about the universe in a glance, you know, heaven in a moment. You know, if we're really connected, things don't take a long time. They really don't. Your consciousness level, if it's raised up, if your vibration is high, just a few moments of really focused attention on something moves it forward tremendously. This flow, all of a sudden you're getting phone calls and emails that are going to do the work for you. That is a great point. Come on, guys, two minutes. So for those of you listening to the show who say I don't have time to work out, you can find two minutes in your day to do squats, push up, sit up against a wall, do a couple stretches, the two minute miracle. I'm going to take that one with me. That's that's brilliant. So why do you think the dark night of the soul is an important juncture on the path of personal growth and fulfillment? Uh, it's a beautiful question. Desire. It creates such a strong desire for the opposite of what you're experiencing. So as I went, I've gone through a couple. And uh, the, the two I went through, uh, both were very similar. It created such a strong desire in me for the opposite of what I was experiencing. I became so passionate to find the answers. And, you know, I was just like, I'm ready to run through brick walls. Thankfully, I didn't have to. I ran my, myself into from kind of this more jock military mindset into all my yoga friends and my holistic friends and my spiritual buddies and, you know, my mindfulness peeps. And so it was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this was around, you know, and I was living in San Diego in the 90s. And it was just like this, you know, amazing time to be in Southern California with so many teachers and so much really kind of, you know, great ideas happening. And I'm from New York originally. And then I moved back to New York and it was just like getting going. And I was like, oh, we got to do this. So getting together with so many friends and like-minded people, uh, just kind of, you know, the dark night of the soul catapulted me out of that stage and into a completely new life. So the dark night of the soul caused you to reach for something different. You were just kind of more linear, jock, military. And they're like, well, maybe this yoga, mindfulness, woo-woo stuff will help. And it just That's created it. a whole new version of you. So that is really beautiful. And if you're listening, you don't know what the dark night of the soul is. 
it is just hitting a bottom. It could be a bottom in a relationship, in your health, in your mindset. It's just hitting a huge bottom where you feel like there's nowhere to go but up. It's just a hopeless despair. And it's just part of the path. It's part of being on a spiritual path. Amen. It really is. And it, and it doesn't need to be dreaded. And sometimes for people, you know, it's, it's interesting because I've, I've talked with some of my clients. I say, you're, you're in your dark night of the soul right now. And they're like, what are you talking about? I said, well, in your own words, your life is, has been okay or worse for like two or three years in a row. That's this kind of the ego loves to find a way to hide what's really going on from you. And you, you convince your things are okay. You know, my relationship's not good. My health isn't great. But, you know, I have a job and things are kind of, you know, okay sometimes, you know, and people may not hit that that rock bottom. But if they take the time to really look inside at what they're feeling every day, it's almost like this hidden dark night of the soul. We talk about it sounds dramatic and mine was really obvious. I was like, you know, but, you know, I didn't know where to turn, what to do. I was crying. I was depressed. I was drinking. But it's almost like maybe we call it a purgatory of, of the soul or something like that, where you're in this like kind of just like OK stage for a period of time. And I really think it's important that people can have awareness around that and realize that that should be the thing that catapults them out as well. Kind of that long term stage where things just aren't getting any better. What if there were a super tiny device that could diagnose the brain and is smaller than a single human hair? What if you could see inside the brain to help an epilepsy patient during surgery or to help the fight against Parkinson's disease? Dr. Patricia Broderick is proud to announce the Broderick Probe, a biomedical and electronic breakthrough. Imagine a probe to help with the understanding and potential cure of brain-related diseases. To learn more, listen live to the Easy Sense Radio Show with host Dr. Broderick. Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Bold Brave Media Network and TuneIn Radio. And to help support the Broderick Foundation, please go to Easy sense.com and learn how with your help we can fight these horrific brain disorders that's easysense.com to learn more and help support the broderick foundation Welcome back to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. I'm your host, Rebecca Whitman. We are coming to you live from the Bold Brave TV network. We were just wrapping up Matt's point about how the dark night of the soul is such an important part of personal growth. So if you would uh, kindly finish that thought, I know we had a little bit of technical difficulties, and then we'll move on to our final question. 
Sure. I just wanted to elaborate on one point that I think some people miss. If you're in this, you know, blah place for two, three years and your life really isn't what you want it to be, it's time to wake up and start making some serious changes because that is you, you may never hit that rock bottom. But if you don't use that time to be aware that it's time to make a change, you could be missing out on the best part of, of your life. I agree. Life is not to be lived on, you know, like a three volume of happiness. Why not take it all the way up to like an eight, nine or 10 and really live your fullest, best, most vibrant life? I, I couldn't agree with you more. So speaking of happiness, how does a gratitude practice increase one's happiness? And that's our final question of the day. The whole show is going to be titled gratitude. So let's go Ooh. ahead and just finish on a high note of gratitude. Sure. I think one of the main things is recognition. If you have a daily gratitude practice, you're taking yourself through all the best things in your life, all the best people, all the high moments, all the peak experiences, all the gifts, all the beauty, all the connectedness that you have with the world, the creator, whatever it is at work, you know, with your dog, whatever it is for you. And you're just, you're just kind of really massaging your life with this information you're remembering it you're seeing it you're feeling it your heart's opening you know all of a sudden when you have that kind of practice once again even for just a few minutes a day the science has proven what you know increases your immune system helps you get along with people better you're more productive you get sick less you know you manage stress better it can pop you out of depression you know all these amazing scientific benefits when you know that intellectually and then you're emotionally practicing your gratitude practice man there's just no way but up so how do people practice gratitude? Do you believe in gratitude lists, journaling? I know you mentioned that incredible exercise in the shower. What are some other ways that people can develop their gratitude practice? Yeah, I think a book of positive aspects is really great. Some people don't want to call it a gratitude journal for whatever reason. Gratitude journal is great too. I think keeping it really simple in the beginning. Hey, if you're inspired to write paragraphs, go ahead. But if not, just put some bullet points. Just be like flowers, dog, clouds. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be this long, drawn-out thing. You're recognizing it. You're tracking it. And you're doing it. And then over time, like I haven't kept a gratitude journal in a long time. But every once in a while, I get inspired to write about it, you know, and really go. And sometimes I'll go a really long time. But in the beginning, I think it's great to have the structure and have the writing be something. You, know, you can do it in your phone. There's apps for it, all sorts of things like that. You can send an email to yourself or a text yourself whatever it is and there's these simple ways of just kind of getting that information out of you and down somewhere then you can always refer to it too if you need inspiration someday i love that i had a guest who said to even deepen the list instead of just saying i'm grateful for you can say i'm grateful for my dog because he gives me joy i'm grateful for oh, yeah. healthy food because it's giving my body body sustenance and you can just when you say because after the list, it deepens it. But if somebody's in a huge hurry, which so many people are, just people listing are. it, like you said, is better than nothing. Yeah, it's the first step, right? And once you get into it, you, you're going to evolve with your practice and expand it. You know, and, and, you know, I'd say the number one key to any gratitude practice is right here. You got to feel it. It's not a laundry list. It's not a to-do list. If you're not feeling an emotional engagement with it, you're really missing the opportunity of it. It's still nice, but it's not going to do as much as it could for you. That is a good point. Don't just list it out as, you know, one thing to check off off your to-do list. Okay, I did my gratitude list. Now I'm going to do It's like really back to my Yeah. I think I'm a little guilty of that. I'm <laughs> just like, okay, <laughs> I did a gratitude list. Check. Now what? Feel uh, into it. Feel what it really means to have that in your life and to be grateful. That is yeah, a distinction. That That's the last thing I'm going to say. You want to bring it with you. So that gratitude, especially if you get a high state, it's not like you want to shut that down. Your intention should be like, great. Now I'm in this appreciation zone, this really grateful flow. Let me apply it. Brilliant. Well, this has been so wonderful, Matt. Thank you for the time. Thanks for being on the show. How can our guests stay in touch with you? 
Thank you so much. MattoGradyCoaching.com. All my information is there about my podcast and socials and the books and all those different pieces. And I do offer free 15-minute mini coaching sessions just so I get to meet a lot of people and help as many people as I can. So if anybody's interested in that, I'd be, love to hear from you or hear any sort of feedback or questions about today as well. That is wonderful. We will put those links in the show notes. Thank you again for your time, Matt. Thank you for all the light and high vibe and just loving messages that you shared with our audience. I know they really appreciate it. And we will be in touch. Maybe I'll even see you soon on your podcast. That's right. That's right. Can't wait to have you. Thanks, Rebecca. Thank you, Matt. Have a great rest of your day. All right. Well, that was a wonderful interview about gratitude. We are going to go to a quick commercial break and I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk to you more about the benefits of having a gratitude practice. We'll see you in a minute. It's Rebecca Whitman, host of the Balanced, Beautiful and Abundant show, helping you go from burned out and overwhelmed to balanced, beautiful and abundant. And we're coming to you live from the Bold Brave TV network, and we'll see you in a couple minutes. Did you know that your beliefs create your entire reality, but it's the subconscious beliefs that do most of the creating? Belief Shifter and Life Coach Shiraz can help you identify those limiting beliefs and eliminate them, often in a single session. Like it was almost instant, like I had relief right away. Creating better health, relationships, careers, and finances. Let Shiraz help you step out of safety and into awareness. Definitely something's happening, uh, like a, a flow inside, you know, it feels good. Whether in person or online, Shiraz provides personal coaching, belief shifting. Visit Shiraz at energeticmagic.com or call 416-529-7429. Energetic Magic on the BBM Global Network, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Find your greater happiness. Be well. Be aware. Be magical. Are you struggling to care for elderly parents or a spouse? Do you wonder if being a caregiver is making you sick? Are you worried about taking time off work to care for elderly parents and balance work, life, and caregiving? Has caregiving become exhausting and emotionally draining? Are you an aging adult who wants to remain independent, but you're not sure how? I'm Pamela D. Wilson. Join me for the Caring Generation radio show for caregivers and aging adults, Wednesday evenings, 6 Pacific, 7 Mountain, 8 Central, and 9 Eastern, where I answer these questions and share tips for managing stress, family relationships, health, well-being, and more. Podcasts and transcripts of the Caring Generation are on my website, PamelaDWilson.com, plus my caregiving library, online caregiver support programs and programs for corporations interested in supporting working caregivers. Help, hope, and support for caregivers is here on The Caring Generation and PamelaDWilson.com. Welcome back. My name is Rebecca Whitman, your host of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. We are so excited to take you from burned out and overwhelmed to Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant. And we're coming to you live from the Bold Brave TV network. We just had an incredible interview with life coach Matt O'Grady, and he talked in depth about the benefits of having a gratitude practice. He talked about having gratitude just for the basic things, from taking a shower to having dishes to wash to having a car to drive to work, and it was just so beautiful. So what I want to do is really dive deep into why you need a gratitude practice. It is so important to have gratitude because there's just so many benefits. There's actually 10 benefits of gratitude that I'm going to discuss. And the first benefit is more happiness. I like to say that gratitude is the secret sauce of a happy life. Who doesn't want to have more happiness? Gratitude will help you get there. It takes you from any emotion to happy in zero to 60. It'll take you there fast. So gratitude, again, is the best way to have a happy life. The second benefit is less stress. We all want less stress. Stress is the number one cause of dis-ease in the body, and we don't want that. So having less stress is going to help you 
fight those uh, toxins and just feel better in your body and it'll give you a lot more energy and strength. The third benefit of gratitude is it improves self-esteem. We all want more confidence. We all want more self-esteem. So if we focus on what's going well in our lives and what we love about ourselves, of course, that's going to help our confidence and our self-esteem. And when we have more confidence, we're going to be more attractive, not just to the opposite sex, but for friends and business opportunities and just more attractive in general. The next benefit of gratitude is it helps with resilience. Resilience is your ability to bounce back when life inevitably disappoints you. You want to have resilience so you can just take it in stride. Of course, it's okay to feel the disappointment or hurt feelings, but then you bounce right back up even higher to where you were before. So you want to build that resilience muscle with your gratitude practice. The next thing resilience does is, believe it or not, it improves sleep quality. Try writing a gratitude list right before you go to sleep, and it's amazing how well you're, you're going to sleep. Or if you can't fall asleep, if you have insomnia, try to say everything you're grateful for. I like doing the alphabet. I'll try to just do the first thing that pops into my head. I'm grateful, you know, for having an auto. You know, I'm grateful for, for B. I don't know. I'm doing it on the spot, but I'm just saying if you're in bed, Think of things in the alphabet that you can be grateful for. The next thing is gratitude reduces burnout and overwhelm. That's a whole focus of our show is reducing burnout and overwhelm. If you're grateful, you can't be burned out and overwhelmed because you can be grateful just to be alive and on the planet. And it's like we get to do things. We don't have to do things. Change your I get I have tos to I get tos. The next thing is gratitude. It's scientifically proven to improve physical health because our mind controls our body. And if our mind is in gratitude and peace and happiness, we're going to feel that in ourselves, in our health, in our major organs. The next thing gratitude does is it improves romantic relationships. If you're having a romantic relationship, maybe it's not in the best place or you're feeling like it's just not going anywhere. Find gratitude. Be grateful for the simplest things that they do. Be grateful that they helped you cook or that they cleaned up or that they gave you a ride or that they complimented you. If you look at what the person is doing well in the relationship and what you love about them, it's going to improve the quality of your relationship. It's so easy for people to nitpick and complain and look at what's not going well in the relationship when there's so many things in a relationship, especially a romance, to be grateful for. The next thing gratitude does is it fosters hope for the future. We all want to have hope for the future. We don't want to be in anxiety. So the opposite of gratitude for the future is anxiety. Oh, no, what's going to happen? How's it going to turn out? How am I going to pay that bill? How am I going to make ends meet? How am I going to achieve my wealth? What am I going to do? That's all pushing anxiety into the future. If we're grateful it grounds us in the moment and it gives us hope for the future because if we can feel gratitude and happiness and abundance in the moment, we know we can practice that in the future and that we're going to be okay. We're going to be exactly where we're supposed to be on our journey and everything is working out for our highest good just like it is right now. So write down that gratitude list to feel more secure and more hopeful about your future. I am hopeful about your future. I know things are going to work out better than you can even imagine. The next thing gratitude does is it reduces loneliness. We are living in a high-tech, low-touch society. We're always looking at our phones and our computers, and they are connecting us to people globally, but they're also increasing loneliness because people don't need to leave their home. They can just hide behind their technology and do Postmates and just like live in this cyber world and not be connected to people. So even though we have this awesome technology, we can really get lost in the scroll and just lost in cyberspace and not even realize that we're still a human. We still need connection. We still need touch. We still need community. I love to say that community increases immunity and find that community. If you're going to be online all the time, join Facebook groups. You can join my group, the Balanced, Beautiful and Abundant Facebook group. You can join different groups where you feel that sense of camaraderie and community and you deserve to be uplifted 
with community, with gratitude. If you are feeling lonely, write a gratitude list because you're not alone. There are more people that care about you than you could ever imagine, including me. If you ever need just to reach out, DM me on social media. If you're ever feeling hopeless or lonely, you can find me on Instagram at Rebecca E. Whitman. Send me a DM. You can even send me an email, Rebecca Elizabeth Whitman at gmail.com and reach out to me. And there are people like myself that would love to support you. There's no need to feel lonely and there is no lonely. If you look at the world alone, it actually stands for all one. We are all one. One with God is a majority. We're all connected. We're all waves on the same ocean of life, and we're all connected. So please don't ever feel alone. So we are going to come back after a quick commercial break, and I am going to tell you some of the great offerings that I have and how to keep in touch with me. And actually, I don't think we need to go to a commercial break. I'm just going to go right into it because I remember I have my Instagram people listening. So let me tell you about some great ways to stay in touch with me. So, of course, you can follow me on social at Rebecca E. Whitman on Twitter, Instagram and Clubhouse. And if you go to the link in my bio on Instagram, you're going to see all this stuff. If you're watching this on the Bold Brave TV network, my link tree is also listed that has all the great stuff that I'm about to say. So what I have coming up are some really, really cool events. So on June 22nd at 2 p.m. Eastern time, I'm going to be speaking live at an event at Columbia University. It's called Blue Talks. Blue stands for Business Life Universe, and it's like TED Talks meets Chicken Soup for the Soul. It's a talk, a two-day experience, 20-minute talks by many, many entrepreneurs that are heart-centered, spiritual entrepreneurs. If you're needing inspiration, if you're needing a boost or a lift, and you live on the East Coast, I have a free VIP ticket for you for two days. I mean, this two-day workshop could be worth thousands of dollars. Just go to the link in my bio. You can go for free. And again, I am speaking on the 22nd, but the two-day event is June 21st and 22nd at Columbia University in New York City. I'm so excited to go to Columbia University just to see the campus, let alone speak. Another thing that I have going on is I have a master class. It's on the link in my bio. It is five steps to create your six-figure side hustle. So maybe you feel like you're trapped. Maybe you feel like you're in a dead-end job that has taken the joy out of your life. It sucked your soul. And you're like, oh my God, Rebecca, I cannot do this for another 30 or 40 years. Help, get me out of this dead-end job. Well, then my five steps to creating a six-figure side hustle is for you. It's a free masterclass. It's in the link in my bio. You will absolutely love it. Bring something to take notes with because you're going to get so many gems that are going to help you find an exit strategy out of the job that you hate. The next thing that we have is I have a breakthrough call. So I am super, super busy, but I do love to be of service, especially to women. And I have freed up my schedule. I have three spots available for a 45-minute breakthrough call. So this call has a $500 value. I am committed in that 45 minutes to helping you get a breakthrough. Maybe it's in your finances. Maybe it's in your love life. Maybe it's in your health. There's a no pressure, no strings attached call. Whether we decide to work together, who knows? We may or may not be a fit, but in that 45 minutes, you will get a breakthrough that will change your life. So make sure you go to the link in my bio to schedule that breakthrough call. I'm very, very excited to support you on getting you to the next level of your growth whether it be in your finances, your love life, or your physical health. So snag those three spots. They are going to be taken fast. They always are. And finally, I am doing a free interactive workshop with another coach, and her name is Lindsay Martin Ellis. She specializes in creating wealth and abundance from your feminine energy. So your feminine energy is more in flow, more in receptive mode, 
magnetizing wealth, abundance, and opportunities versus your masculine energy, which is going out there and hustling and grinding and pushing your energy to receive wealth and abundance. So we're going to do an amazing seminar. It's free. It's going to be on June 30th. We do not have the applications yet, but we are doing a waiting list. So if you're interested in the June 30th free webinar with me and Lindsay Martinellis on how to manifest from your feminine, make sure you send me a DM or comment below and write the word feminine energy. And I'll make sure I reserve you a spot. So this was just such an amazing show on gratitude. Matt O'Grady dropped so many gems. I know that I'm going to be, I'm never going to shower the same way again. He was talking about how you can use the shower as a time to really get into your gratitude practice. And it was just such a beautiful interview. So if you're listening to this on Instagram, make sure you jump over to the link in my bio to hear the full interview. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag me at Rebecca E. Whitman. I'll definitely give you a shout out. And if you would subscribe, rate, and review, it would mean the world to me. Your reviews and your five-star reviews, just they're really the light of my life, and they make me so happy. So thank you in advance for giving me a five-star review if you're listening on Apple or Spotify. This has been another wonderful episode of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. I'm your host, Rebecca Whitman, and we have been talking about ways you can go from burned out and overwhelmed to balance, beautiful, and abundant. And we are coming to you live from the Bold Brave TV network. Everyone, save the date. We'll be back next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern time, 12 p.m. Pacific. So put it as a recurring event in your calendar, and we'll have another inspiring, amazing, life-changing interview next week. We'll see you next week. And until then, keep your vibe high and your hands clean. Bye. Who says you can't have it all? I'm proof that you can. You just have to put your life into balance. Too much of anything, money, fitness, socializing, can overtake your life. When all seven aspects of your life work in harmony, you will achieve the balanced, beautiful, and abundant life you've always dreamed of. Please subscribe to hear more inspiring interviews. Is there someone you know who could benefit from this podcast? Please share this podcast with them please review this podcast. Your feedback will help me target your needs and plan for upcoming shows that answer your questions and feature guest speakers that can make a big difference in your life. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Rebecca E. Whitman. Feel free to DM me to book a free balance assessment call. And don't forget, stay balanced, beautiful, and abundant.